Okay, grounding and bonding. <coughs> we talked about that. I said that we're going to have all equipment connected together in accordance with 250, which is lock nuts and screws and mechanically connect everything and everything is bonded together and there's nothing else to do. So now let's take a look at the rules. Equipment grounding and bonding 690.43. Exposed metal parts, PV modules, frames, electrical equipment, enclosures containing PV system conductors must be connected to the PV system circuit equipment grounding conductor per 250.134 or 250.136. So all the metal parts of a PV system have to be connected to the PV circuit equipment grounding conductor. And that means we got to know where the PV system disconnect is. And at that point is going to have an equipment grounding conductor terminal. Then we have to make sure all that stuff gets connected together. I think, what kind of wire methods are they using? Are they using PVC a lot? PVC systems? I mean, are they using PVC? And then they pull equipment grounding conductor? PVC and EMT. And if EMT, if you have EMT, yeah. you already have the equipment grounding conductor. Right. Part of that. And this is just basic <clears throat> rules, just simply, hey, make sure you connect it to equipment grounding conductor. Right. Yeah. Per 250-134 or 136. And that just means mechanically, how do you make that termination too? It's nothing changing there. Devices used to secure and bond PV module frames to metal support structures. And adjacent PV models must be listed, labeled, identified for bonding. So if you're actually going to get a module and you have a rack and you're going to use devices and fittings to make that connection because the rack is going to have to be connected to an equipment grounding conductor and then you just, you buy these things and you bolt them down and you clamp them there and you install it according to the instructions, but it has to be listed, labeled, and identified for bonding. Devices that mount adjacent modules shall be permitted to bond adjacent modules. So if I put a fitting between two modules, well, then that one fitting that connects one can bond the other one. Just, we're just trying to make sure you all know how that, I mean, that, that's how it works. That's it. And they have to be listed and identified for that use. Yeah. So metal support structures used as an equipment grounding conductor must have identified bonding jumpers between the separate sections or the support structure must be identified as an equipment bonding purposes. So right here, you put bonding jumpers. But I have seen uh, a, a racking system where it said equipment grounding conductor right on the racket itself. Well, clearly then I don't need to have jumpers across here because just the way it's configured, the way it slides in, the way it makes a connection, the way you bolt it together, that makes this whole thing. So all I have to do now, Jim, do I have to bond both of these or just one and then use the fittings to bond this rack to the module and the modules then come over here and they bond the rack to the module. Bill? The configure... Go ahead. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, Jim. If you're only, you really only have to attach at one location if all of your modules and all of your devices, the weaves, clips, or whatever you're using, devices that hold the modules in place are properly installed, including torque values. Mm -hmm. It's very important to use proper torque values. Then it's just a matter of, like any other metal object we deal with, having continuity of all those metal parts. Okay. Um, so, yeah, UL2703 is, is the standard that's used to bond modules and, and their support structures. 
And so, and you all in their guide card and everything gets very clear about that, that no other standard is now being, is permitted to be used for these devices. So they include grounding devices as well as the certification of the entire rack and module system. And in those instructions, the installation instructions, it'll tell you whether a single ah. point would be okay or whether you might have to have more than one point depending on how the design is. And lots of times when they, they put the rails going horizontally, then there'd be a space in between the modules of two different layers, so they'd have to bond from one reacting system to the, the next. The key is everything is bonded together. They, yeah. And they, then we have to follow the instructions. So we bring an equipment grounding conductor, and it doesn't have to be bare, and it doesn't have to be uh, the size. It all depends on 250. It having to do with whether something physical damage. Right. You right. know. So back over here, where PB system circuit conductors leave the vicinity of the PB array, the equipment grounding conductor for the PB system and metal support structures must be contained within a same raceway, cable, or otherwise run with the PB circuit conductor. So if we're leaving the array, well, it's going to have to be with the circuit conductors. While right. you're within the right. array, like shown here, well, now we're within the array. Well, then, of course, you have to be able to run them. And they don't have to be with the circuit conductors because they're direct current. Right. Uh, the array metal structure equipment grounding conductor and the PB circuit must be in the same race where cable when they leave the array. I guess that's same thing. Same thing that we just had. The bonding requirements contained in 250.97, which has to do with bonding bushings and bonding jumpers when it's over 250 volts to ground, 277 volt circuits, does not apply because we're on the DC side. So therefore, we don't have that kind of fault current that we'd have on 277 relatively unlimited power at that voltage.